0: Ready Pop Music Changing Lives. So, welcome
1: to uh, another Ready Pop podcast. This is our Music Changing Lives podcast. Uh, and uh, I'm joined by Pete and Youssef from Team Ready Pop. Hello, Pete and Youssef. Hello, Revan. And our special guests this week are uh, Amir Ray. Hello, Amir Ray. Hi. And Sammy Switch. Hello, Sammy Switch. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, as Ready Bop, as a music charity, we've been doing these podcasts to, to chat to musicians that we're interested in and find out what they're doing, and and also to get a sense of, of what's going on in the lives of musicians, really. Um, so... Um, the first question we have for people which is the hardest question for all musicians uh, is the one where we ask you what kind of music do you make um, which if anybody can answer easily uh, uh, it's very rare so, so Sammy, what, ki- what kind of music are you making at the moment I guess, what kind of music are you making <laughs> how would you describe yeah, that? I
2: don't know why, it I why, that should be an easy question but I guess it's because everything is a bit Mixed up now. Um, I'd say soul, hip hop, mm-hmm. soul, hip hop mixed together. But well, that's what my manager called it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go with
3: that. <laughs> it's good to have someone else to define it for you. oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: like, like alternative hip hop, alternative soul, something like that somewhere in the middle it's
1: <laughs> interesting because i i have not been to be honest not not hugely familiar with your music so i was searching for it and listening to it and what i found was was spoken word which, which wasn't yeah, spoken what I was word, expecting. Yeah. great as well i uh, really enjoyed it
2: thank you so much thank you i'd say that i would kind of separate the two because spoken word is more performance pieces and um yeah, I mean, I wouldn't bring it to the studio unless I did a verse in a song of it, but mostly at the moment, not a lot of songs. I haven't released a lot of songs in the last few years, but at the moment, um, I've gone from grime and rap to a lot more like alternative hip hop and I've started singing a lot more. So that's why I say new no, song. But definitely had the spice of spoken word um, in there. Excellent. Thanks for the really easy questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, if we could describe it really easily in words, we wouldn't actually need to make music. So I think that's... Yeah, that. yeah, like it. Um, and um, Mireille, what, what how do you describe your, the music that you're making?
4: Um, I mean, I have a lot of influences, but I guess if I was to put it in a little box, it would be a little bit of pop, a little bit of folk, um, quite soulful. Um, just like real and raw. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I quite I quite like all the ethereal kind of sounds and soundscapes and stuff like that. I think I want to kind of experiment more with that as well.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have kind of two big questions generally that we that we ask people, aside from the what kind of music question. Um. Uh. So. Um, we're a music charity and a lot of what we do is about how how music can make a difference to people's lives um, um, so our first question I guess Sammy, I'll ask you first is is how has music changed your life? Has music changed your life?
2: Yeah, I mean dramatically I guess because since I've been a teenager all I've ever wanted to do is be a rapper play music influence while i was going through i don't know i say hard times but i mean teenage hard Mm. times um my safety zone was music so to be able to create that for somebody else was definitely a massive influence of mine but it's changed dramatically because i lost all my focus on studies and um and uh i don't know the system as it were and became a bit of a nomad which has been great and terrible at the same time (laughs) (laughs) Without it, um, I'd be a different, I'd live a different life, but um, with it, I've had some beautiful and terrible experiences, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it all ends up in beauty, let's put it that way, but yeah, I mean, dra- gem- dramatically would be my, my conclusion.
3: <laughs> it's, it's kind point. of a harder path, but uh, maybe a more rewarding one, isn't it? I
2: don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I think so. Because, I mean, as you say harder though, but there's some of my friends here in the 19-5 slog hate it, but they can't imagine not having a stable income. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, I mean, I've kind of come to terms with it. Like, some years or months I've been what I would call rich and some years I've been absolutely broke and it's um, living through all of it because you're passionate about what you do and I literally can't, like I said, I can't see another direction in my life. But I kind of just suffer, like, I say suffer, but I live a pretty fun life. But do you know what I mean? Suffer financially. <laughs> and in dark hours, dark hours of the morning in my own head, that's when it gets bad. But the rest of it's great. Yeah. What, fl- what flicked
3: the switch then for you to be like, I, as a teenager, I can do this? Because we work with, with teenagers who are who experiencing hard times, both in the teenage capacity and more generally, um, in our work okay. as a charity. And it's just quite interesting to see, like... What moment for you made you go, I can do that, that's good?
2: Um, well, it was a really defining moment, which was my friend filmed me rap outside of KFC in town, and it went around on people's Bebos or MySpaces, wherever mm. it was <laughs> uh, And then my friend was working at uh, Liz Mitchell, who's the lead singer of Boney M's house in just past Cambersham Heights, and their son was, uh, he has a studio there, and he, my friend Alexis from school was painting or doing some handyman job there and he showed him my video and then he brought me up to that studio and I saw this amazing studio. I saw plaques on the wall. I was about 15 and I was like, this is actually a real <laughs> job people can do. This. Mm-hmm. And then I basically just moved in there. after that <laughs> And I was just like having a team of people around you telling you that you can do it. Um, and then being rewarded by it slowly but surely. Um, and feeling like you can do, I felt like I can do something. I can actually do something. I can have an influence and be a positive influence on people and um, and, and actually live off it. It's, it's, yeah. That was a for me, but also their kindness and their hospitality and the way they treated the music industry and me. Because um, I know some people that suffer with the producers or managers, but these people are so kind and um, it was yeah, a really pleasant experience. But, with such big dreams that were possible because I saw plaques everywhere I was like I can do it do you know what I mean so just like that's what you guys are doing just being able to give kids a path to show that the dream is achievable is the most important thing
1: I was watching one of your videos on YouTube Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the trap but it was a video where you it was a bunch of friends and you were kind of out in a field somewhere, um, throwing a ball around. I reckon, I recognised yeah. a few people from the video. <laughs> a couple of people are used to come to our projects. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm
2: sure yeah, I'm sure. that, that was, thing, right? that, was a, that was just that was a day of yeah, I, yeah
1: that was a day of fun and drinking. And, drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and Amir, how Amir Ray? How how has music changed your life?
4: Um, I don't even think I'd be here like to put it mm. bluntly and that's how powerful it truly is I mean sort of growing up I had a lot of trauma and uh, music was kind of like that outlet for me you know and it gave me a voice mm. it gave me you know it kept me safe It kept me from being bullied and it's just never really left me um, and mm. yeah I'm quite an introverted person but music gives me that kind
0: of yeah
1: that that reason to say something it's funny isn't it how how music it's it's I I don't quite know how it works as a safety net for people I I know exactly what you mean you know it's a long time ago when I was a teenager Um, but but I, I can remember exactly that feeling and I don't know why music worked but it But it did. Yeah. It absolutely did. It's
4: weird. It felt like some sort of secret superpower, you know, because people would bully me and then I'd start singing and they'd be like, oh, like, oh, okay. She can sing. (laughs) Like, maybe we'll leave her alone now.
0: I was like, oh,
4: people are treating me differently because of the music. Yeah. And yeah, if I just stayed quiet and didn't do my music, what would have happened?
2: I, I had a similar experience from from the first band I remember. Again, a long time since I've been a teenager, but I remember looking back and playing bass, and and the difference that it made in perception, but also in how I perceive myself. And I think, yeah, it has. It can have such a huge effect, but not one that's easily explained.
4: Yeah, and also, like, and there's definitely.
3: No, go on, <laughs> no, go on, on Amir.
4: No, no, I was just gonna say, like, music for me has been like, you know, it's helped me therapize my life, kind of thing. Um, it's helped me heal a lot um, and I know that sounds a bit cliche but it's true <laughs> um,
1: yeah well cliches yeah. become cliches because they're true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a cliche but also I guess as an artist it's what it what it's what helps to create your material it's what helps to to inspire the songwriting it needs to come from somewhere so those experiences and, and they connect with people you know you can hear them Mm
2: -hmm. would you say that because this has definitely been a thing in my life would you say that um, when you've gone through a certain thing and you're feeling a really raw, strong emotion and then you write a song about it it's almost like you've like put it in a box and shoved it out to the world and it kind of like helps that trauma or that pain escape because it's like I don't know I've said like when I'm writing it's like takes drawing the pain out of me essentially and then the only way I know how to open myself up to people and push it out to the world and say hey have a listen without sitting down and having to like cry in front of friends or something it's kind of a way of telling you this is what i'm going through but in a kind of proud manner but also helping myself yeah,
4: absolutely i know. think as well like when i'm performing live i don't know if you have this as well but when i perform live every time it happens i feel like i give you know i let something out it's like a release. It's really weird. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do a show um, and I'll be like, whew, I needed that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, I literally get physically sick before shows and afterwards I'm like, yeah. i the highest buzz ever. I'm like, why am I so scared? This is the best feeling ever. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's funny, I found uh, performing as a musician I find much more kind of safe compared to... Uh, performing poetry, uh, you know, I I, I, I was mm-hmm. got involved with with some poets years ago and recorded some poetry. Uh, I started writing some, and I just found that the performing poetry felt much more exposed, much more raw mm-hmm. compared to to a song because it's kind of I don't know the yeah, music it kind too. of was something to hide within, I guess. Yeah, no, I think for
2: me it's the other way around because I'm worried about hitting a bum note or letting the band down or with poetry i feel really comfortable because i think i've just been writing poetry for so many years and i know i'm not going to mess up but with, I, before a show i always i'm i'm not joking i'm physically sick but i've read up about it loads of famous people and big artists do it, so <laughs> i'm not saying
1: <kidding.
3: laughs> you <laughs> both, both your writing's quite interesting as well because i think it does respond to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about um Emotions and life experience and stuff. And I was just kind of, how is it, is that something that happens by accident or do you kind of sit down? This is a question for both of you, I guess, and think, right, I need to kind of process this. Is it like a, almost like a conscious therapy or does it just happen for you? I think it just
2: happens really. Like, I'm in the studio so much um, that I have an opportunity to let stuff out every day It's just whether i'm working with people that i'm comfortable enough to or if the music's right yeah um because i'm, I'm with bmg publishing so they send me to different producers three t- times a week or sometimes more sometimes less but i meet a stranger essentially and music with them and sometimes you're not in the right zone to do that but sometimes it just comes out um, but i think it's just because i'm always having this internal dialogue anyway as soon as i hit the right call at the right company or the right drink <laughs> <laughs> Um, it can, it just flows out, man. But I think that's because, I guess, you're the same, Amir. That's I've been training myself to do that subconsciously since the age of 15. I haven't. It's not. I don't have to try because it's all I've done. Um, it's my natural response to write about. But there's some things I would never write about, or maybe I will one day. But they're too, they're too close to home. But you know, what I mean, the surface level stuff is easy. Um,
0: Sorry, I mean I
1: didn't mean to. No, d- no, talk no too much. definitely <laughs> not. That's
4: <laughs> what you're here for. <laughs> An interview. Yes, <man. laughs> true. <laughs> this is funny. Uh oh, no, I was just I was just agreeing with everything that you were saying. Um I started writing when I was about fifteen as well. And no, sorry, I started writing when I was eleven. And um and yeah, like the it just sort of falls out of you, doesn't it? Um and sometimes it will just start with like a melody and a line and I'll, something will just come out I'll just say it and I'll be like oh what does that mean and then you kind of have to investigate yeah. it further
2: you ever go back and look at one of your lyrics and like either like kind of chuckle to yourself or be like where, yeah. where did you come from and like I'm really proud of that I didn't I didn't do that and then I start thinking i have got divine intervention or something and I'm like no I'm just, no <laughs> <laughs> I do always have, like, loads of notes that I've written on my journey. Just one line is if I ever get stuck, I've just got, like, a poetic line or something. And I'm like, ah, okay, and then I remember. It doesn't always fall out so easily. Sometimes there is a writer's block. But not to the point where I can't write something, but just what I write might be rubbish. That's it.
4: Yeah.
1: So our our, um, our kind of flip side question um, is just reflecting on, on how life has changed your music. And for a lot of people, lockdown over the last year um, has had a major effect. Uh, in some cases, it's been positive for, for some people's creativity. Um, Amir, Ray, I, you know, you were one of the first people I saw who really got onto the, I'm going to get onto Facebook and sing some songs and uh, and share my music um, online how how was how was the last year how's lockdown how's that changed your your music
4: um it's really strange actually because the first lockdown that we had when it all began i was i was sort of my circumstance was very different i was working full-time i was still in my routine but from home essentially So I was able to sort of, um, you know, I wanted to do these live streams sort of every single week and give people hope and continue with that. But life got busy and I kind of (laughs) felt like I lost myself a little bit by playing so many covers and not kind of that writing element wasn't there. So I really struggled with that in the first lockdown. Then the second lockdown, I've been writing more, but I haven't really been on the life front that much um and yeah like now i'm about part-time i'm studying and i've got a lot going on so i'm like oh like yeah, it's, it's just flipped basically
1: <laughs> yeah and sammy how was how's how's life Im- impacted on your music
2: um for the first lockdown was tough because i had planned for the, like six months previously to release a bunch of stuff that i've been working on for the last few years With financial backing, I had like a private investor that was going to give me a good enough money to release like two, three EPs and do the right videos. We did all the meetings with videographers and like got me a personal trainer. All these things (laughs) ready to my final final fight to the charts. Uh, Not my final, but it felt like it. And then. yeah, two weeks into lockdown, I got a phone call from them. I like, I, I went sober for a few months, which is rare for me, and like, did all these things, and then I got a call with the first few weeks into lockdown, um, saying that because of the because of the COVID, their business is going into hiatus, and they couldn't invest the money into me. But I basically just went into a bit of a depression for the first lockdown. wasn't very productive at all. Just kind of hid away, um, and then the second one, I was like can't do this again and i kind of we got an email from um from my manager saying that we can still do uh studio sessions if we are if we if firstly everyone's happy with it and if we treat the rules right so i just basically got out and out and about staying at home wasn't good for me and um, towards the end of it's been really great i've met um new writing partners i've written a bunch of music and i'm really excited about what's to come but it definitely messed me up financially and in my head I mean incredibly um, but then that was just a battle that I was there was solace in finding feeling that everyone else is going through the same thing I couldn't be sorry for myself because I know that I was quite blessed in my circumstance in comparison to others maybe solace isn't the right word there's solace in the fact that other people were in pain Sounds yeah. <laughs> like a villain or something but, um, it was just like, what can you do? So I had to just, you just have to, it's one of those mental battles that I had to go for myself. And then again, found some material from it, found some inspiration. Um, anytime I have to find beauty from darkness and turn it to light, in any period of my life, I find really inspirational and I learn a lot about myself and the world. And it's like, I don't hate it as much. So I'm not scared of the darkness as much anymore. That's a bit off topic. <laughs>
1: not at all. Not at all.
3: So
2: I'm still, so now I've learned to turn the lights off at night.
3: <laughs> it's uh, it's been a rocky road, I think, for for a lot of artists, for a lot of people, really. I guess, but um, is it because we've we've just done a artist consultation with Ready Pop to see how reading based artists have found the pandemic and what's really the the silver lining, I suppose, that goes along with you is that a lot of um, a lot of people. Well, I, most of the people responded to our survey said that it had a big impact on their mental health the last year. But then the flip side was that um, the people, the impact on whether people wanted to do music, as some wanted to focus more of their life on music before and after the pandemic, the the net it was a net positive. More people wanted to be wanted to get more involved in their music, mm. and and there's something there's something quite fascinating about that. I think. Yeah. Um, I guess it's because people
2: had a lot of my friends who were put on furlough, who have had the ambition to be a musician or just have personal hobbies, had the time to do it, yeah, um, and then fell back in love with it. But also, I guess, like I just said, people found they had things to talk about. People found inspiration. People had um, yeah, some some content they wanted to tell. <laughs> so many friends of mine that were musicians that I didn't know came out in the woodwork. With their Instagram and Facebook posts, and I was like, "Huh? You never told me anything about this." <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's good
1: news. And I that? think people find at times like this it, it, you reevaluate and you work out what's important in your life, and and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's it's creativity and it's making music. And so I found I've found in the last year I'm making so much more music than I've done in years, partly Same. because because I've got time to, uh, but also it's like you kind of go well this is important for my for my mental health to do this you know yeah um so um so what's what's next what's coming out well we i think we're going to listen to to sam we're going to listen to victoria that's your your new track um so we're going to have a little listen to that and then and then maybe after that you can tell us what's coming up for sammy switch <laughs>
5: okay. I'm, a liar, I'm a liar, I'm a liar, I'm a liar Seeing this from your view yeah, yeah. Got you higher, got you higher, got you higher But the truth is I was lost too Oh yeah. I feel ashamed when I'm telling this story. But I was too wasted to tell you I'm sorry. So lost in my ego, 35 in a The things that we do when we're young and we're hungry. I don't even know what I done with the money. And casino, so naive, yo. Victoria. What have I done to you? I've ruined your life, it's true. But I was just a young boy trying to get paid. I was just a young boy trying to get paid. I was just a young boy trying to get paid. I was just a young boy trying to get paid. I was just a young boy trying to get paid. I was just Relative. To every uni class, you were conservative You sat next to me, but were really tryna get this first Never really turn up, I was turn up, I was burst You was tryna get a degree, I was burning from the third I needed to leave the ends, no matter what the cost But I was still scheming, then my older brought a box One ticket, D-ticket, three tickets, four You were drowning from loneliness, so what asked you come aboard Come and party, V Come and meet Mandy and my friend Charlie Sheen We were young, we were dumb, in the darker scene but our hearts were clean Being spoke for years and now we distant I just hope this trip don't keep you shipping You went from trying to buying to ticking I never would've done it if I knew you got addicted So listen I feel ashamed when I'm telling this story But I was too wasted to tell you I'm sorry So lost in my ego 35 in a know things that we do when we're young and we're hungry don't even know what that got with the money And Casino So naive yo Victoria What have I done to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victoria You say I've ruined your life, it's true. I've changed but I was just a young boy, trying to get paid yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just a young boy, trying to get paid yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just a young boy, trying to get paid yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just a young
1: boy, trying to get paid yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just young yeah. So, so yeah, Sammy what's what are you got have you got new material coming out what happened is is the album pro, are the eps are they gonna happen What? yes
2: yeah, so at, at the moment um like i said previously i've got so much stuff waiting there because i thought i was going to have this um kind of deal on the table which was stopped by COVID, unfortunately but with that i'm left with about 30 songs um from the last three four years which which means i have a lot of Material for different EPs, but um, at the moment I'm just focusing on putting out a single a month, just to get back into people's um, headspace, get put, put myself back on the market a little bit, and then release an EP, hopefully with a with a label. I'm talking to a few different labels, but um, I'm just decided to release on my own. I've been promised the world a few times, and nothing's happened. So I've decided just to go ahead and get some get some streams organically and see what happens. Um, but yeah I've got some really exciting music man some really um, I've got to send you some actually Peter yes. I, I'm really happy with the stuff I'm, that I'm working on at the moment oh. it tells a lot of my story a lot of kind of gospel influences there's lots of like party songs but like yeah I think you'll really enjoy it mm.
1: yeah. and amira Ray so you've just released um, re-released I guess Stella yeah um, uh, so what? what's what? what's in your plans
4: um so, yeah, I just really re-released my um, single, Stella. It's kind of been a long time coming, really. Um, I don't know what's been on hold for so long, but here I am. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then on Friday, um, I've been kind of in collaboration with one of my really good friends, um, The Sleeping Mind, and we have been working on, sort of over the last year and a half or so, um, a cover of Bon Bloodbank. Blood Bank and yeah it just kind of started off as a gonna be like an acoustic cover essentially but it turned into this whole project and yeah i'm really i'm really excited for people to hear it i think i think it represents us quite well as artists but it doesn't stray too far from the original so Mm -hmm. that's coming out um yeah this friday 7th of may
1: amazing and then you know we're as ready pop we're starting our label and we're planning on on recording you and releasing you, hopefully. So, um, so we're looking forward to hearing what you've got <laughs> yeah, for that project. So, yeah, we've got some. We've got our first releases probably coming out this autumn. Um, so that's a whole new world of working out what's the best way to get music out into the world because uh, it seems to change every few months yeah <laughs> um, so yeah we're going to play Stella I think um, uh, so let's have a little listen to that
0: they feel like Stella a little bit too much payday comes Friday night she gets over drunk she knows she knows it's wrong, yeah, still she drinks on Once you drink that Stella, you'll never go back Forget the can of Fosters, forget the scrumpy Jack She knows She knows it's wrong, yes, yeah, still she drinks on You pass out, wake up, see lights nurse no, she's dressed in white You miss your pay, are you going to learn one day? I can't bear to see you like this Paralytic on the floor, screaming, coughing up, blood and sick So next morning comes, she's face down on the bench. She feels depressed, forget the rest. She pulls off five percent down, and next she. She called a few fellas This has gone way, way, way Way too far Little sister Little sister Little sister You are not alone Little sister Pull that bottle Down and
1: come home. thank you for taking part everyone uh thank you sammy switch thank you amir ray um and listen to our next podcast next month thank you
3: <laughs> thank you very much
0: guys. thanks guys thank you. ready pop music changing lives